it was surreal because that year was the last year um, that my dad was actually there and he was able to see me compete because he, he was diagnosed with cancer, um, colon cancer. So that was the last time that he really saw me ride. So it was special in that way. So I'll always have those memories. Welcome to the Major League Eventing Podcast, the show for eventing fans by eventing fans. And Karen, we'd like to thank our sponsor for this episode, Main and Tail, Karen. Yeah, this week we are highlighting the Dog Detangler. Good stuff. Very good stuff. It is friction-free slip allows for brush or comb to easily glide through a wet or dry coat, conditions and fortifies hair strands, and keeps long or short coats soft, silky, and manageable. It is pH balanced and comes in a 12-ounce bottle. You know, Karen... Our brand new little Stanley yes. Corgi dog. He's a little little seller, but let me tell you what, he's got some thick. Very thick hair. Little thick hair on back, especially on his little bum. You know, I mean very thick. So this stuff's gonna work great on his bum. <laughs> Popping out. <laughs> that, that is the thickest little hair on that little guy. So we're getting the dog detangler. We're not through old Stanley's mm-hmm. buttocks. <laughs> keep him looking good. He's a handsome little fellow. He is. So we got to keep him spruced up. Yes, so we this do. Is the perfect. This is the perfect item for our. He's stand. the MLE mascot. The MLE mascot. That meant Sparky. Was and well, Sparky. Sparky yeah. Yes. Sparky doesn't need the detangler. So no, he doesn't. <laughs> Sparky has his own hair issues. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! So the dog detangler, Karen from Mane and Tail. Who doesn't have a dog? Right. Everyone has it, a dog. Yep. So. Uh, so guys, check it out. Use the deep dog detangler and uh, man and tail. We really appreciate your sponsorship and uh, everyone get on out there and get your man and tail on. And Karen, this February 28th and 29th. Yes, February 29th, Karen. It is leap year after all. Yes. So we are going to be tailgating at the Liftmaster Grand Prix eventing at Bruce's Field. That's Aiken, South Carolina at the Aiken Horse Park, Karen. Oh, I can't wait. It is going to be awesome, awesome, awesome. We're going to be tailgating. We're going to have the big red tent there. Oh, correct? yeah. Oh, yeah. And we're going to be tailgating. We're going to have, hopefully, we're going to have riders stop by. We're mm-hmm. planning on, we already have some riders that already said they're in. We're planning on getting more riders that are going to come on by. We're going to do doing live recordings of the podcast where the guests in the audience will have a chance to hop on the mic and ask their favorite riders a question. Yeah, sounds like fun. Then we're going to have some giveaways and raffles. So what do we got going there? So we have some giveaways from Triple Crown Feed. Triple Crown Feed. Yeah. Some cool stuff. And we're going to be raffling off a basket full of goodies, some Major League eventing swag. Oh, Major League uh, we have a $150 gift certificate to Reading Good Equestrian. I love that stuff. And just mm, a little secret secret. There is some new stuff on the horizon. Oh, yeah. Goats. Oh, yeah. May just come in handy just in time. Just in time. And then we're going to have some items from Equest File and also from our good friends at Straight Arrow. So Straight Arrow, that's the main and tail people, exhibitors people, and Cowboy Magic folks. So... Look for some some good goodies from those guys. Yeah, so it's they always be. come through. So we really hope to see everyone February 28th and 29th. We're going to have Stanley with us. Oh, yeah. Meet Stanley, the mascot. And uh, we look forward to seeing you. Come on by, hang out with us. And it is going to be an absolutely great weekend of eventing, right, Karen? Oh, yeah. It's going to be a lot of fun. Awesome. So we'll see you there. Then, Karen, it's that time again. Reviewer of the week. Reviewer of the week, Karen. What do we got? We have this week is Blobble two three four, and they've been called that. I've been called Blobble. <laughs> no, you haven't. <laughs> they say this is my favorite podcast by far. I love Rob and Karen. Their friendly and humble demeanor when talking to experts make me feel like I am ready, already friends with them. I love the questions they ask to experts. As a 27-year-old aspiring upper-level event rider, hearing how everyone got their start makes me feel like I am—I may be able to run an advanced course one day. Thank you for all you do to help grow our sport. Blobble? I have all the confidence in the world in Blobble, Karen, as oh, she yeah. is going to Definitely. run that advanced course. 
I feel like we're friends with them, with our listeners too. Kimber. I think so too. I love our audience, yes. and I think that that's the whole thing. Is we, you know, we consider everyone that listens a friend. Mm-hmm. You yeah. Know? So we love our listeners. We love our listeners, and that's just not saying it. You know, without listeners, we have nothing. Nothing. Right. Nothing. No, none of these cool eventers will come on our show if we didn't have listeners, Karen. <laughs> no. They'd be like, uh, yeah, who cares beat about it. you? Scram. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, without you guys, we appreciate it so much. So, Karen, the reviewer of the week is Blobble234. Blobble234. We sure do appreciate it. And if anyone else out there would like to, you know, leave some comments, yeah, I'm a little soft skinned. So, a little, yeah. little you know, leave has nice to be ones. five stars. No, it doesn't <laughs> have to be five stars. But, you know. <laughs> Anyhow, <laughs> if you'd like to leave a review and maybe get your review read on the show and be the reviewer of the week, you know, shoot, hit them up, Apple iTunes and uh, or Apple Podcasts, I should say, and hit it up. And Karen, we always like to recognize these charitable organizations in equestrian space. So who do we have today? Today we have the Horse and Human Research Foundation. The Horse and Human Research Foundation serves a catalyst to advance global knowledge of horse and human interactions and their impact on health and wellness. Their goal is to support, promote, and fund scientific research that explores the claimed yet unsubstantiated benefits of equine-assistant activities and therapies leading to the discovery of the most effective methods and techniques for conducting thousands of existing and future programs. Wow. Sounds pretty awesome. Yeah, it does. So how do people get in touch with these folks if they want to help out? They can go to horseandhumans.org. Horseandhumans.org. So thank you very much to those guys for the great work they're doing. If you at home have a charitable organization you'd like highlighted on the show, just shoot us a message or an email at majorleagueeventing at gmail.com or shoot us a Facebook message or whatever. Yeah. And we'll get them on the show. So thanks a lot and keep up the great work. Do you know... We have a mailing list now. I do. So for all this time we've had the website, people have been subscribing to our mailing list, and we really haven't been doing anything. But now we're sending out emails. Yes, we are. So these aren't your spammy emails. All we're doing is we're sending out um, just emails with the latest show, a little bit of details, so you get the heads up of what's coming out. So you can you can share a link with a friend. You know what's going on. Uh, we like to highlight our sponsors. If there's any big sponsored deals coming up, Karen sharing things like that yep so there's gonna be a link in the show notes to subscribe um so what we're gonna do karen for the month of february right yes all new subscribers that we get are all gonna be put into a hat and we're gonna draw a lucky subscriber and they're gonna win some major league eventing swag yeah there we go so who wouldn't want that of course who wouldn't (laughs) want that so if, if you uh you know click the link Enter in a little bit of details so we can send you an email and uh, maybe you can win some free Major League stuff. Probably a hat, right, Karen? We have some hats. Yeah, we have hats. Yep. Hook you up with a hat. So um, check that. Link's going to be in the show notes. And we sure would appreciate it if you signed up. And if you had friends that are interested, sign them up too. Yeah, throw their email in there. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know if that's legal, but do it. I'm Karen. And I'm Rob. Karen, another super, super exciting guest on the Major League of Any podcast. Yeah, who we got? This week we have rising star Karen. She's been a rising star <laughs> forever and ever, it seems like. But Alyssa Phyllis, welcome well, to welcome. the show. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Every time I turn around, I see Alyssa's name in like the leaderboards. Karen, yeah, I know, right? Like, oh, this girl's <laughs> got to be 35, 40 years old. And here I see she's just in her 20s. It's <laughs> <Right>. amazing. <laughs> Oh, that's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) It's true, though. It's true. So, hey, where are you right now? You're coming to us loud and clear by phone. Whereabouts are you? I am in Ocala, Florida, where it has been extremely cold the past couple days, and everyone's been talking about it. But it's it's quite a shock because it was 80 degrees not too long ago, and then we woke up and it was, you know, 30 degrees. Uh Are the pipes pipes freezing there yet, or? You know, the water troughs were all frozen. Um, we had to let all the water drip, so nothing did freeze, but it was quite a shock. <laughs> man, oh, man. Sounds like up here at home. Karen. I know, right? Man, forget that. In the 30s, that's warm here. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's been in the 20s up up here, up, up north, uh, up in Maryland. So, Yeah, you know, we come down to Florida to escape that cold. <laughs> I, I know. Tell me about it. Forget I know. That. We tried that once, and... 
Ocala was cold. Yeah. Pipes are freezing. Like people's water lines were freezing. Like it was like in the houses and stuff. Everyone's showing up, you know, with unshowered heads and stuff. <laughs> uh, oh, well. So, Alyssa, uh, we love to go back and hear your story. Can, so, can you tell us your story on how you got your start in riding and then how you got into eventing? Yes. Okay. So, I was born in Azel, Texas, which is maybe 15 minutes outside of Fort Worth. So it's not too far from the city. And my neighbor actually um, did all the rodeo stuff. She did barrel racing. And so they had a little farm and my mom, you know, couldn't really keep track of me when I was little. And she found me over there all the time. And I was on my first horse when I was probably two and I there's a little picture of me sitting up on top of the horse and ever since then you know my mom tried to get me to do all the other sports cheerleading ballet tennis golf just none of them you know stuck so I got into riding you know I was probably five when I started taking lessons and then I got my first pony when I was eight and I was you know, I just loved it. And so I started going beginner novice and then moved up the levels and, you know, went to young riders and did all those things. And I was, everyone was surprised. I was 14 when I, um, won, which was really young. And I was on a 19 year old thoroughbred. So that was pretty cool for that to happen so young. And then I just progressed up the levels and I moved out in the fall of 2017 to train with Jenny Brannigan. Um, and so I've been with her, it'll be three years this fall. Um, so, you know, I've just grown up riding and done school at the same time. So I'm on a little bit of a different path than a lot of people who are in it full time, but I'm almost, I'm almost done. I have just a couple hours left to finish and then I'm, I'm home free. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> how, are you, how are you, you're doing school? Like, how's that? Like, where are you going to school? So my school is actually in Texas, which makes things tricky. Um, <laughs> whenever I, gra- <laughs> whenever I graduated high school, um, I was training in the Burleson area at the time. And, you know, I just figured it'd be easy. I'm not, you know, doing, you know, the shows around me right now are providing enough stuff for me to do. So I'll just stay in Texas and go to Texas Christian university. So I went, I stayed there and then I started, um, I had, I got bliss and I took her advanced and there weren't really many shows in area five that offered advanced. So, you know, I was kind of traveling to the East coast a lot. And then I just made the decision that I needed to, you know, to further my education and do more shows and all these things. I just needed to find somewhere to be on the East coast and, you know, have to figure out what I'm going to do with school and how I'm going to manage that. Um, so I kind of came up with a little plan, which my mom probably thought I was crazy. (laughs) Um, every spring I would take off that semester because that's when the show season is like extremely chaotic. Um, so I did that. So I really only go to school in the fall and, um, I would fly in and out for shows, which was extremely difficult. And I'm so grateful for Jenny and everyone at the farm and all they've done to, you know, help me be able to do that just so I can finish. Because when I came to Jenny, I was a junior in college. So, you know, at that point I just really needed to finish and get it done. Um, so as of this fall, I only have nine hours left. Thank goodness. <laughs> wow. Nine hours. But, so mm-hmm. nine hours, like right now, like you're going to be done by the spring, like by, by the spring of this year. No, because my, so TCU doesn't allow, or they don't offer online school. Oh. And so that makes it difficult. So I physically like have to be there to finish up these last nine hours. Ah. So depending on how everything goes this year, I'm hoping just to finish them up pretty quickly this fall and, you know, work my schedule out. So all my classes are Monday, Wednesday. So then I could fly back out and, you know, ride from 
Thursday through Sunday. Wow. wow. My goodness. Holy smokes. <laughs> well, you know, that's interesting to talk about that because there's all these different ways that young people are trying to get their education you know, some people mm-hmm. aren't, aren't going for, uh, you know, college. Some people are. Some people are going full-time online. Yours is different. So it's going to take you about, what, eight, nine years to do your four-year degree? Is that right? Um, I'll be coming up on six. <laughs> 2020 marks my sixth year. So it's not too terrible because I didn't start doing that until – I didn't start taking off spring semester until my junior – Oh, okay. It was my junior year. Um. So technically I was a year, like and a half behind. Um, So I'm playing a little game of catch up, but it is all fine and well, as long as I can continue riding. Um, I really wouldn't be able to do it without the support system that I have um, because flying in and out is definitely not ideal or easy in any way. Um, So, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Hook a brother with some some miles, you know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) I get, I, you know, I fly American and I quickly <laughs> climbed up the rank. So I have a lot of nice perks now, <laughs> but you get the you know. nice, like the nice little lounge at the, at the, at the terminal there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're like, oh, nice, to, nice to see you again. <laughs> uh, That's funny. That's yeah. funny. And what's, what's your uh, degree going to be and what are you studying for? So pretty bland. Um, my major is strategic communication with a minor in business. So strategic communication, when I first came to TCU, was kind of a new program that they had offered. And it was just a mix of advertising, PR, marketing, you know, kind of just everything into one subject instead of just straight communications, because at TCU, that's kind of a whole different path. Um, And I was interested in, you know, advertising and marketing and PR. And I didn't really know at the time, like what I wanted to do, but I knew it was you know, broad enough of things that I was interested in. Um, so I decided to go with that, that route. And then with my business minor, I would still learn all of the, you know, accounting. I also studied marketing in that. So it kind of overlapped, which was really interesting. And it was actually, I'm really happy that I chose that. So, you know, hopefully when I graduate, I can find something that allows me to continue writing and I can also, you know, have a little, have a job on the side. <laughs> there you go. A job on the side. <laughs> yeah. TCU's put out quite a few eventers over the past couple of years. I'm trying to remember. Mm-hmm. It, there's a couple. Um, so Claire Cargyle, I grew up with her. I went to school with her. She also went to TCU and she's now working in D.C. Um, she also rode at Jenny Jenny's farm. And I actually, before I decided to come out to the East coast. She was currently riding with Jenny. I texted. I was like, how is it? Like, how are the, all the shows? Like, how's everything going? She's like, it's awesome. And I was like, okay, I need her number. I need to call her and see if she has space available for me. And if she'd be willing to help me and train me. <laughs> and so I'm so grateful for, you know, Jenny for allowing me to come after a, <laughs> a phone call. That's cool. Okay. We just had Jenny's yeah. groom on Tyler. Tyler was just a, a guest a couple of weeks ago. I know. It was so exciting. She came to the barn. She's like, everyone needs to listen to my podcast. Oh. And so it was, it was super exciting because she has her own. And so I, I was also watching her um, record her podcast for the whole equestrian. So she seems like a pretty very cool exciting. Girl. She's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Sounds like you got a pretty awesome barn family. Yeah. And Jenny's awesome. You guys got a nice career. Over yeah. There. Ev- ev- everyone's everyone's awesome. I couldn't ask to be in a better place. That sounds great. That's great. Hey, a question for you. When you're 14 years old and you win young riders, like <laughs> what's, I mean, uh, so is that, does it feel like, Hey, this is pretty easy or does it, does it feel like it puts more pressure on you that everyone's looking at you now, or, you know, the, you're getting articles written about you in the press and all this stuff. What, how's, how was that feeling at 14 years old, having all that thrown at you? Well, I kind of, I think about it now and it's definitely, it was different back then because social media wasn't, you know, like it is now. Um, There was obviously coverage, but it wasn't crazy. No one really had like, you know, Instagram just wasn't as big and all these other components. 
but I can tell you that I was really bad at interviews. <laughs> I was awful. And it's so embarrassing to go back and watch the videos and things that I said. It's just horrifying. Aww. But <laughs> um, it was kind of, it was surreal because that year was the last year um, that my dad was actually there and he was able to see me compete because he, he was diagnosed with cancer, mm-hmm. um, colon cancer. So that was the last time that he really saw me ride. So it was special in that way. So I'll always have those memories, but it, the next coming years, I did feel like I needed to go out and win again because I did it my, my first time. So why can't I, why shouldn't I do it again? Right. And so obviously, I mean, I put all that pressure on myself and I'm a super competitive person and I just never produced that result again um individually so that was kind of frustrating for me because I was like well why did I let this little mistake happen why did I let this happen so I just put a tremendous amount of pressure on myself which I would say that I work well under pressure so I ride better um but that competitive side of me was frustrated with myself for allowing those little mistakes to happen in the following years on each time that I had went. Um, but I grew from each experience that, um, that I had at each young riders that I went to and I wouldn't, you know, trade that experience for the world because being able to be on a team with everyone and interact and see how everything, you know, plays out. It's, it's a really great experience. Yeah. That's all I was just thinking, you know, first off, at 14 years old, I don't know. I think we give you a pass on the bad interview. Yeah, I, mean, I think so. To, yeah. <laughs> I still don't know how to talk. And I'm way older than that. So. And you're knocking this interview out of the park. She is knocking us out of the park. <laughs> she, so yes, she is. The communications is, is really paying off for Alyssa. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the, uh, My mom will be happy to hear that. Your mom, the money's well spent. Mo- well spent, yep. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Everything's awesome. The uh, Now, Going forward now, you're 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 in this E25. Like uh, at the at the time we're recording this, it's the E25s. They they did a selection um, for like basically a, a ride off or a tryout now to be on the E25 training list. And you're on. You made that first cut. Have you had the training uh, session yet? That uh, have you gone? To that? Yes, I just had it on this past Monday and Tuesday. Um, when it was 30 degrees. <laughs> so um, <laughs> I rode Monday at 8 a.m. and it was not um, fun because it was 30 degrees and it was just 80 the day before. So it was a little bit of a shock, but um, I rode my horse Oscar that day and it was, um, we did dressage. So we came out, we had a meeting at 7.30 and then I was the first one on and I've, seen the other you know in the past how the u25 works and this time for the assessments we got on and warmed up and everyone was watching and you told them why you warmed up that way what you were doing and what you know the goal is and what your core struggles with and et cetera, et cetera. and then after you kind of debrief you know, Leslie um, will pick a couple things to like help you on. And so the lessons were about 40 minutes, like the, you warm up and then you get a little help. So that's how that worked. And they're kind of just assessing you. And then the, that night Max came and she did a lecture and, you know, was going over all the, all these tips and tricks and just knowledgeable information. And it's just always so nice to have, someone like Max come and talk because I just love to pick her brain because she just, she knows so much and it's so interesting. Uh, and after that, we each went and sat down with Leslie and Jenny and we talked about our future goals and, you know, where we see ourselves in five years, which is sometimes scary to think about. <laughs> Um, and so we just kind of outlined, you know, our goals for this year and goals for the future in the next five years. 
And then the next day on Tuesday, we came out and it was the, we did show jumping. And so we warmed ourselves up over in the other arena. And then we came over and we, you know, warmed ourselves up over one fence, like if we were at a show. And so we did that. And then we just jumped around a little course. And then, you know, we talked to Leslie about it and he told us what he thought and how it went and all of those things. And then after that, it, that was it for the day. Um, so it was very different from how they've been done in the past, but I, I liked, I like it. <laughs> I like it actually a lot. Got it. Um, I really didn't know how it would go. Have you been on the training lists previously? I was named and then I was suspended in 2018. Gotcha. So I was named to it and then I couldn't be on it. Right. Um, but I did go and sit there and I audited the sessions just because at that time we didn't really know it was going to happen. So gotcha. and it was a good experience for me to go and watch the lessons and all of that. So it was a great experience. Gotcha. So it sounds, it sounds like the, the, the years prior, it was kind of like you got on and then you got, it was like having lessons or having like a big clinic with Leslie. Now this initial mm-hmm. thing was like, let's see what Alyssa knows. And then we'll give her a little bit of help along the way. Yep. And then if you're on the training list, then the more of the training part comes, but that's pretty nice. It gives mm-hmm. you a little bit of both. It gives you a little bit of an assessment of where you are now. And, yep. and Hey, here's a couple things to take with you, even if, whether you do or don't mm-hmm. make the squad. So. That's pretty yep, cool. Exactly. So it, it was nice because it wasn't just a full on lesson. You know, they got to see what you were able to do and why you do it. Um, kind of pick your brain a little bit, which was pretty cool. Um, and you know, when I was younger, people would ask me, well, how do you do that? Why are you doing that? And I would just, I'm such a, I'm more, I can feel a lot of things, but I wouldn't be able to explain it. <laughs> so as I've gotten older, I've, when I'm doing things, I'm also thinking if I needed to explain this to someone, why I'm doing it, I need right. to be able to do that because I used to not be able to do that at all. Right. Um, so being able to do that, you know, they wanted to hear why you were doing certain things. So being able to explain all of that um, was really nice. I came in <laughs> especially handy, for huh? me. Thank God for that. Communications. Yeah. There we go. I know. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. And when it's, do you guys it, find communi- out? Communication can be hard. Yeah. Sorry, what do you say? When do you all find out uh, who made the, 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 the actual training lists? I'm not sure. I would assume it'd be sometime after they go to the West Coast. Um, I think they're going to California next week. Gotcha. So. And you said... I would you, assume after that. You said Leslie and Jenny. Was that is that Jenny Autry? Did she come out to the... Jenny, Jenny Autry. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. Man, nothing like uh, talking right to the head honcho. Right. Right to the head. I know. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty awesome. Now, you mentioned the suspension. I wasn't going to ask you about it, but since you brought it up for anyone who doesn't know, did you just want to briefly just touch on that? If, if that's okay. Yeah. It's, 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 yeah, it's okay. I'm totally fine talking about it. Um, so 2017, the fall I went and I was doing jockey club and that was, the first show on the East coast that I was doing. And that was the weekend I actually met Jenny. I was like, Hey, I'm here. And I was moving my horses into her farm after the show that weekend. And so I had my three horses, um, bliss is in the four short. Oscar was in the three long and my horse that I've sold Cooley caviar. He was in the two long. And so I had three horses in those divisions and I was there with my mom and she was helping me. Um, she likes to say she was my groom. Bless her. She's, she's great. She's great at braiding. (laughs) But other than that, she's there just there for support and she's awesome. Um, but so I met Jenny that weekend and, you know, they did the drug testing in the, for the four short for the top 10. And I honestly personally had no idea that what a TUE was, anything about it. I just had no idea. And so I have, um, 
ADD medicine, Vyvanse prescribed from my doctor, which I was tested way back when I was 14, 15, and I had been on it ever since. Um, and I also have medicine for my face called spironolactone that was also prescribed by my doctor. And so when I went and they were doing the tests, you know, I wrote all that out on the form saying what all I was taking. I even said I was taking, you know, taking calcium, like just everything. I was just like, whatever, I'm an open book. And so that came back that it was negative for my medicine. And so then we went through the whole process of showing them that I've been on this medicine for so long that I wasn't just taking it and just all those things and the whole TV process, which I learned a lot about. And I've turned in my TV application for this year because you have to renew it every two years. Um, so it ended up being that I was suspended for 2018 and um, I actually would say that that year was a blessing in disguise because it made, I was able to focus on my horses and myself and take the time to do the training that was needed instead of, you know, having to go to shows and kind of patch things up to make it work for the show schedule. Um, I was really able to go back to the basics and break everything down. And, you know, my horses and I came out for the better, I would say. Um, they all had a great 2019, um, and it was just a big learning experience. I mean, everyone, you know, knows what a Tiwi and all of that, all of that is now. Um, so it was, it was definitely a learning experience. Um, but yeah. You three were, were almost like the, the, you guys educated the entire community at one time. It was, it <laughs> yeah. was just so such a huge thing. And, uh, we did interview Jenny. We were Jenny's first interview mm-hmm. uh, after that. So she oh, was, really? Yeah, yeah, she got to talk about that. And then we <clears throat> talked to Hannah Sue. And, mm-hmm. you know, it was kind of very similar for all three of you where just people were just kind of not very well educated. Nothing was nefarious. Yeah. It was just, and declaring it and having a prescription just wasn't enough. It had to be previously, mm-hmm. uh, you know, on this paperwork that that, that you, yeah. you're submitting. So uh, you guys definitely... Uh, you, you know, uh, you helped a lot of people, you know, it, it sounds terrible, but unfortunately your, your blessing in disguise there was you also helped educate a whole lot of people and probably, you know, save some other people. Yeah. But that was so public. It was That's so okay. Uh, it's okay. My, as you know, it, it was really nice because, you know, I had just really officially met Jenny that weekend. And so then the following 2018, um, I really got to know her. Um, and we worked really hard just to go back to the basics and she put a lot of time into me and my horses. And I really appreciate all of that because, you know, the rider that I became that year is, it's completely different from what I was before. So, you know, it really is, it did turn out quite well, um, in that department. So. Yeah. Well, thanks for sharing that with us. I know that's, I'm sure that's not something you want to relive over and over again, but you know, it's, yeah, uh, it's okay. It's a, you know, part of, part of the podcast is a lot of people learn new things, mm-hmm. Karen, and if we can help people, you know, share exactly. information and all that stuff. So, uh, and besides, so just wrapping up on what you have going now. So we talked about the E25s and, and things like that. You, what's your day to day? How many horses are you competing? What's your kind of, are you like technically just riding and competing for yourself? Do you do any work for other, do you have clients or anything like that? Are you like in business or what's your, What's going on over there? So I am just riding for myself. I have four horses currently. Um, I have two horses that are at the four-star level. And then I have two six-year-olds. One of them just won the five-year-olds with Jenny um, at Fair Hill. And I wasn't able to be there because of school. So that was really disappointing. But I'm so happy for her and for him. Um, and then last summer I brought over a horse from Germany. And so he's my other six year old. His name is Cornelius. So he'll get out competing this, um, this springtime. And I think next week at three lakes. So wow, I'm just competing them. So I don't have any clients or anything. Uh, just because I've really only here, I try to start 
back up with some school in June. I try to see if there's any summer classes that I could go into um, TCU to take around like July time. You know, after this season, I'm looking to go to Bromont and do the four long there. Mm -hmm. So hopefully after that's over, I can try to take a class um, during July when, you know, kind of plan for my horses to have the same time off in the summer. Um, so that works out well. Um, you got to defend that Bromont yeah, title. I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> there was, that was pretty crazy this past summer. I got to tell you, I just, I didn't really expect that to happen. Um, and that was really because Oscar, he's a great horse. He's not the quickest one. Um, I would definitely say the long formats are more his style just because he's more of a one pace horse <laughs> and he can cover more ground. You know, the shorts are a lot harder because since he isn't very quick, you know, and there, there's just not as much ground to make up time. Um, so I was really, I was really pleased um, with him this summer. That was pretty cool. So, and he did jockey club um, in the fall. He did a four short, which is which was his first advanced, and he he came out of that really well. So I'm looking forward to the spring season with him. Wow, that is awesome. Yeah, I love it, Karen. Oh yeah, this is fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Alyssa, it's that time. We're gonna play quick fire questions. Quick fire questions and quick fire. <laughs> quick fire questions is brought to you by Equiprism. Get your stall guard in your favorite colors by going to equiprism.com. Love them. All right, so you said you listened to the show, so we got five questions. Toughies, toughies. I got, new, I got a new. One. I actually, got a new one. Actually, yeah, I got a new one. Oh. <laughs> she, she, I'm nervous. <laughs> <laughs> she did say before the interview that she listened to our show. Okay. Oh boy. What's your favorite major league eventing podcast oh. episode? Oh, that's tough. That's so hard. That's so me and my friends have been on it. <laughs> oh. I can't. I can't. Oh, I can't, I can't choose one. I feel uncomfortable for <laughs> you. <laughs> <laughs> There's so there's so many of my friends that are on it. Um, just, do I have to choose one? Uh, she failed, Karen. Just, she has never listened. Just to Just one. Show. Throw one out there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I might be biased. I'll just. I'm going to say Jenny's. Uh, oh, Jenny there Brandon. we go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, favorite event to compete at? Ooh. Mm hmm. I really love going i really love going to rebecca it's beautiful nice beautiful we gotta get there Dang a lot it. of people are saying rebecca gotta get there. i know <laughs> that the drive the drive is horrendous but it's worth it oh i'm flying since yeah. I go. I'm, yeah we're flying i'm not bringing horses i'm not bringing horses <laughs> <laughs> fair, fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> uh, do you have any good luck or superstitions before you go out cross country? Um, you know, I don't. I used to well, sometimes I would have dreams the night before of like really terrible things happening out on cross country that you just never want to think of and that like always happens to me. So I don't know if that's a superstition or something weird, but I feel like anytime that I'm too calm, it's, it's like weird. If I don't have a weird dream, like something bad is happening. I don't know. It sounds weird, mm. but Does it's any... like, I always just have a weird dream. Like I think about my cross country force in my head and I'm like, well, if I don't do this, if I don't do this right, this could happen. And it's like, I always think about and dream about like the what if. Does anything and then if I true? come out, no, okay, thank God. Okay, now that would be creepy. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. No, no, it's it's weird. Um, <laughs> but I don't really, I, I don't know. I feel like if I come out too calm, it's like, whoa, what's going on? How about that? It's that like, why am, I, why, why am I this calm? <laughs> what's happening? There you go. All right. Uh, what are your future goals with eventing? Obviously, one day I would love to represent the U.S. on a world stage, and I look forward to 
I would love to spend some time over in Europe. Um, but it, I, it would definitely need to be the right time, you know, when I've established myself. So I'm just not kind of going over there and winging it. Um, so I'm really looking forward to doing that. And hopefully I would obviously love to represent the U.S. at a Nations Cup and stuff like that. But, you know, horses. So <laughs> always, <laughs> I don't like to say my goals out loud because okay. once again, they're they're horses. <laughs> right. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. Last question. If you could ride any horse, past, present, or fiction, who would it be? Ooh. Hmm. Shamwari. He seems amazing. Oh, I yeah. love that horse. Yeah. I love Shamwari. He looks awesome. I know him. I know him. <laughs> you know, Shamwari is a horse that at I've I've at any time he can be in a field and he just looks like a statue. I mean, he is like the perfect I love everything about looking at that horse. He's aesthetically looks beautiful to me. Love him. Mm-hmm. Great. I horse. agree. Man, oh man. I agree. That's a great answer. Yeah, I love that answer. Beautiful. I, and I really do. I mean, I know that sounds kind of crazy, but I really do have a kind of like a a crush. A crush on him. It's just, <laughs> it's just beautiful, you know? I think he's uh am I mistaken? Is he living out in Aiken right yeah, now? Yeah, he's in Aiken right yeah. now. Yeah. At the Winterstein's. Yep. Man, I gotta go mm-hmm. visit. Living a life. There. We gotta go visit him. <laughs> yeah, we should go, gotta go visit him. Yeah, for sure. You'll have to make a trip. No doubt. No doubt. We'll introduce you someday. He's cool. I <laughs> like, <laughs> I like, no, I'm no, but hey, you know, I've petted him once. I give her a carrot once or twice. What a beautiful horse. And it's a shame that he, he, uh, you know, his career came, his career ended a little too short, which is sucky. I know. I know. Horses, too many great horses. That's how it goes. But, but he is living a happy mm-hmm. life. So he's all as well. You know, he's a good, he's all good and still looks fantastic today. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. A plus plus, Karen. Uh, of course, yes. Fantastic she did great. work by you. I'm yes, very good. As well. <laughs> <laughs> hey, real quick, how old are you? We never kind of did establish. So you're under 25. But how old are you? I'm 23. I'll be 24 this year. Okay. Wow. Which just scares me every time I say it out loud. Oh, <laughs> oh goodness. The the years are the years are just going by too fast. <laughs> oh. Yeah, it's kind of, you get to that age and you kind of say, you know, I can't use that I'm a kid excuse anymore, you know? It's like. I know. <laughs> growing up every oh, we can't We can't use that anymore? I know. I'm still trying to use it, but people aren't buying it. So. <laughs> All right. So, Alyssa, one thing we love to do is we love to ask if you have any advice for a rider trying to make it in this sport. Yeah, I... My piece of advice would be, you know, I'm bringing in the social media thing again because that is a pretty big part of, you know, our life these days. And I would say whatever you see on social media, it's not always going to be as perfect. And so you can't just look at that and think, oh, they have this, they have that, and just think everything's perfect. You know, you yourself just need to put in the work every single day and you know it doesn't matter anything nothing matters compared to you can't compare yourself to other people um you just need to do the best that you can do day in and day out and you'll start to see results gotcha love it Mm -hmm. keep working so question for you now you you had mentioned that you're you're with jenny are you are you are you like a working student or are you or are you just kind of there lessons and riding and 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 kind of working out of her barn i'm there and i'm her client um so i will ride my horses and get lessons with her um but you know when i'm down here and i'm not in school i help out all the time. Um, I love the girls. So, you know, whenever they need help, um, I'm there. Um, you know, there's, I don't really have anything else to do. So <laughs> <laughs> I always help when I can. Um, otherwise, you know, I'd be, you know, it's not really, yeah. No, it's interesting. Not flying like, anywhere. We so. were just talking to like Lisa Ferguson and she was like really never a working student. She was always, uh, 
like a client, like she, she, you know, everyone has different ways of doing mm-hmm. things. And that's why we ask. That's all. Cause mm-hmm. everyone has a different, yeah. some, same I think, I think at this point it would be too hard in the sense of, since I have four horses being able to be a working student, but also find the time to ride those four horses because, you know, you're supposed to be like working and helping Jenny, but you know, if I was a working student, I wouldn't be able to probably ride all four of my horses, especially right now with, you know, how daylight savings happened a while back. So it gets dark so early. Um, I just think that would be a little hard. Um, so it's just at this point in time, it's easier for me to be a client, but obviously help out whenever I can. Um, <clears throat> I think that makes sense. Yep. Four horses is kind of a lot, and like you say, if you're if you're riding hers, it's hard to ride mm-hmm. four of your own. Mm-hmm. And is the plan? You kind of mentioned, you know, potentially getting the degree and then working. And like when you get out of school and you're full time, do you have have you thought about that plan? And do you do you mind sharing that with us? Do you think you're going to try horses full time, or are you going to get out of school and then try to find a job, or how's that? How does that work for you? I have thought a lot about it and I'll probably like I'm will do horses um you know when I'm thinking about a job it'd be something that I could do remotely like in my free time um whether it's like marketing stuff um stuff along those lines just because I personally have never had an internship because over the summer times I've always been you know at the barn riding my horses all day long so it's not really flexible for me to say, Oh, you know, I'll come in and work from one to five, you know, no place is going to have an intern that only works four hours a day. Um, so I think if I could find something that allowed me to be flexible and continue to ride full time, um, but also work, you know, remotely from my computer, from my phone or something like that, um, that'd be the perfect gig in a perfect world. Um, we'll just have to see. I don't gotcha. really know yet. Yeah, you know, there's time. Mm-hmm. It's easy enough. Oh yeah, you just kind of. Mm-hmm. I just the reason I ask is I didn't know if you know all of a sudden you would say, "All right, hey, I'm in business and hang out your shingle and start taking in horses or whatever." But it sounds like yeah, it sounds like trying to find some means of 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 a job is kind of the balance you're trying to find. Yeah, I I will definitely continue to ride my horses. Um, I have, I bred my mare Bliss um, this past year. So her foal will be coming, you know, around April, May time. So that's exciting. So Ooh. there's definitely a ton of stuff for the future. And I will not, I don't, I can never see myself stop riding. Um, it's just something I've done for so long and I love it so much. Um, that adrenaline <laughs> just, it's it's awesome um so the you know real world job type things kind of always been on the back burner but if i could find something kind of like a side hustle um that'd be pretty cool side hustle oh yeah i love it that's cool a little side hustle yeah (laughs) (laughs) i think it would do just fine yeah that's cool hey so uh well, it's kind of, we know it's kind of been a long day for you. We'll start winding things down. We always like to make sure that we highlight, you know, sponsors, supporters, anyone that you want to shout out, uh, you know, that helps keep, keep things going. Yes. My mother, shout out to my mom. She's wow. awesome. She's currently in California. Um, and she's supported me from the get go. And she, you know, anytime I was like, Oh mom, like, look at, this horse like she's like you don't need it (laughs) no but please um she's awesome she wants me she wants to support me and help me reach my goals um and she flies in to the shows when she can um she loves my horses so much and she loves watching me she does get a little terrified watching me run around advanced but um she's probably just as scared watching me take you know, my five-year-old last year around being a novice. So yes, <laughs> it's fair enough. But um, I also wanted to thank Frankie and everyone at, at Athletics for all they do and for introducing me to all my fabulous sponsors, um, especially this past year. Um, I'm just so grateful to be surrounded by such a great support system between them and everyone at 
um, Brannigan eventing that, you know, helps me juggle life, school, <laughs> writing, everything. Um, and I'm just so grateful for everyone's support and my sponsors, Antares, Arius Whips, Echo Gold, Equiclean, Flex and Eben Hagen, Kelsey's Treats and Sam Shield. Like they're, I'm really looking forward to this next year. I'm so grateful for them coming on uh, last year and supporting me. So it's going to be an exciting year. Awesome. I love it. And yeah, we got to thank Frankie too. Oh, yes. Frankie helped line this interview up and she's, she's been a very good friend to us. Athletics is great and uh, Mm -hmm. love them. Love them. So thanks a lot, Frankie. Yeah, thank you. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) And Alyssa, how can our listeners follow along? Do you have any social media, website or anything? Yes. I, my Instagram and Facebook are Alyssa Phillips Eventing. Um, and then I have a little blog. It's Alyssa Phillips Eventing at .wordpress.com. Um, so I've started taking over my blog and I'll start writing a couple things and, you know, people can kind of get to know me and my horse a little bit more because all my horses are a little bit weird. (laughs) 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 They all have really big personalities. It's crazy. (laughs) That's awesome. We'll definitely start following along. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, we do. We follow. That'd be awesome. Awesome, awesome. Well, Karen, was this fantastic? This was great. Alyssa, this is a fantastic. Thank you so much for joining us. We. We're so happy to have Thank you. Thank you so much. We're hoping we catch up with you soon. We, well, we'll be out and about and around. Yes. I don't know. Oh, yeah. I know. I'll have to come find you all at the shows. Yeah. Yes. Hopefully, maybe, maybe we can make it to Bromont, Karen. I don't know. Is that all, we haven't discussed that. Are we we, I don't know what our plans are I'm yet. Move for some, <laughs> I don't know. That's we got to find a Mountie for Karen. I don't know if we're going to find him up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Karen wants to see a Mountie. <laughs> I keep saying that. I'm sorry. She hates when I bring that up. <laughs> Awesome. Well, Alyssa, thank you so much, Alyssa, and uh, we look forward to seeing you out there soon. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. You can leave us a review on Apple iTunes or visit us at MajorLeakEventing.com. Cheers. <laughs>